Hey listeners, this is Marsha Epstein in Lawrence, Kansas with Talk With Me, and it is still USA's National Poetry Month. Lots of stuff going on around here. I hope you are all getting out, experiencing poetry, and as I say, buy the books. I'm looking at a pile sitting right here. Ooh, fun stuff. Anyway, today my guest is somebody that I've known for a few years, and it's exciting seeing his adventures. There's lots to come. So I'm just going to introduce and we're going to get started. Matt Specia, how are you today? I'm doing very well. <laughs> Thank you again so much for having me back here. Uh, we've interviewed a couple times in the past and uh, everything continues to move forward thanks to the extraordinary team effort. So I'm blessed <laughs> to be back here today. Well, tell people who have not yet encountered you somehow just a little bit of background and then we'll talk about some of the specifics as well as hear you, you know, Absolutely. I see that too. Yeah. Um, so I'm initially from Leavenworth, Kansas. I uh, grew up, grew up right outside of Lansing prison and uh, moved out here to Topeka. Now I'm currently sitting here in Lawrence with you, but I'm uh, going to Washburn, uh, started doing poetry my freshman year of uh, college at Washburn and just did a whole bunch of open mics for a year. Just met a ton of great people, really networked and, you know, met all the promoters and stuff like that. And then it really started to expand when I connected with uh, DeAndre Hawthorne out of Chicago, or you might know him better as Black Ice. And uh, he nominated me for a National Poetry Award at the time. And I ended up winning Slam Artist of the Year in 2016. And then in 2017, it changed to the National Spoken Word Awards just to be more inclusive and more categorical. And um, I ended up winning the Slam Artist of the Year for that, as well as Spoken Word Entertainer of the Year. And a uh, little under a month ago, I signed a decade-long professional music contract with CX1 DJs and E&E Entertainment. That is pretty amazing. And I, I'm thinking, I don't remember realizing that you just started this a couple of years ago as a freshman in college. You hadn't been writing and performing for a long time before that. Uh, no, I mean, I've been, wow. I've been writing for a while, but nothing like uh, what it's evolved into. That's amazing. Um, yeah, no, don't let the beard fool you. I'm only 22. So, okay. As I'm sitting here with my mouth open going, wait, you've only been doing this a few years. I would love to have you show what you do for our listeners to hear you right now. And then we'll launch back into conversation. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I do a, um, and this is available at mattspeechmusic.com for pre-order right now. It's off of Babylon and there's a full musical accompaniment to it. It's, it's got like a rock influence to it, but still hip hop. Like it's, it's an incredible album. Shout out to Studio Three and to DJ Butterrock for producing this. It's it's incredible. Uh -huh. But this is called Demonstrate. This time I'm not pulling any punches, so let's make this simple. I'm going to face front and demonstrate. First of all, y'all, I'm the current definition of entertaining. I'm taking an expectation and I'm far exceeding. I'm working all night, still have the notion of punctuality with the rise and grind morning mentality. I'm a certified dominator. Like how I can lick the lips suddenly and let loose the lyrics aggressively. I'm successfully distributing a dope density and the audacity of flow. I'm auditorily ahead of the rest. Competitors trying to run a race. I can't even get close to the blistering pace of my bus and I'm rhyming like a heartbeat. No wonder y'all feel this passion is passing and pounding in every passage. I'm oh so far above average. Like I got the sorest thumbs in existence. But given this demonstrable instance, I'm surprised that I can 
and staying out like just so hard. Like every bar is composed of chromium and I'm dropping tons of tongues to the tongue will be spun with words weave so brilliantly even after I'm done. Y'all faces stay in stun pose. The suppose that I use the previous disbeliefs as motivations and I turn them to combinations and compilations and why your degradations became my aspirations. I took everything. Y'all said I wouldn't become and I strove towards it with an unstoppable desire. Like my star sign, the Leo lying on an empty stomach in front of a dead sheep. Now you can start and stay hating. That is the reason for the conversion. How the conversation is how every one of my lines is like Banksy blowing a blunt. That's high art. Or like an ingot that got into the hottest girl. Call that straight bars. Pause. Because I'm a sink with an angry stare type artist. That's a mean flow. I wreck words with spirituality. Guess you'd say that's gospel, but at the mysticism found in my lyricism, then you'd say that's God's spell. Oh, well, guess I'm on another level. My chords are coming up a little bit. Trying to get a 14. This one said I got a mastery. This is something that could sound more factory. Like all they do is drop a satisfactory number of buzzwords and the absurd effect is that some of us don't fall for it when you can witness a domination like this in my demonstration. That's that piece. Wow. <laughs> That's awesome. And when I think of you performing, I also think of things like you being at the Topeka State Capitol and you, I, I've seen, you know, clips at different times of things that you've done that are so powerful about speaking up for social change, you know, in public venues is what I mean. So in addition to CDs and books, you, you have this willingness to be there where things need to happen and use your art. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been very blessed to perform at the Capitol building on, uh, I think, three different occasions now, twice with the Kansas People's Agenda and then another separate event outside of that. But I also work with schools all the time. I've worked with 26 different districts all around the country. Like, uh -huh. I think it's important that not only do you make music to get people's attention, but once you have that attention, to talk about something real. And that's where the rest of the album comes in. Uh -huh. That's where the rest of my works come in with you know being involved in schools, talking about social change and social consciousness. If you're not challenging people to think differently, you're not using your responsibility on a microphone. Uh-huh. It's that thing about, I, I love that, that description of art, that art should comfort the disturbed and disturb the comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> uh, my wonderful girlfriend, uh, Kate Duganator, she also writes, uh, she has a, uh, she, also, she does a lot of crafts. She's awesome. She's really artistic like that. She actually has that on like a painted board in our room. It's really uh -huh. cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big believer in the power of art. So you mentioned that your journey included connecting with, with this set of people that poets group, which I'd love you to say some things about what that is. Yeah, uh, P-O-E-T out of Chicago. Um, it's actually an international brand now. They're uh -huh. in Ghana and in Britain now. Um, but they're a really awesome organization. They're um, artist activists. They use art to not only empower on stage, but off stage. Um, and we really encourage community activism with our artists. Again, it goes back to the get off soapboxes and get into the streets. If you're not acting on what you're talking about, it's, it's just empty words. So how did you, as this white kid in Topeka, Kansas, connect with all of this? Um, so I met uh, Black Ice down here in Wichita, uh, my man, um, oh, Desmond Bryan, uh, the poet down in Wichita. Um, he's an awesome promoter down there, and he brought him down from Chicago. I happened to be on that. He heard some of my social pieces and was like, hey, what are you doing with this? And at that time, I just started to do workshops uh, with a couple schools out in Salina. I told him about that. We connected. Um, he brought me up to Chicago and everyone up there loved me. They 
have a joking yeah, remark about me. They call me Pigmentally Challenged, <laughs> which I think yeah. is just great. They're an awesome organization. And like I said, they're really focused on community activism. So uh-huh. it's awesome to be a part of it. Uh-huh. So that that connection has really informed your journey. Uh, absolutely. Um, without the POET organization, honestly, I wouldn't be doing like 65 to 70% of what I'm doing. Uh-huh. So if you guys want to connect, you can find them at iampoet.org. Um, it's just a, a, if you're out of state, it's a yearly uh, membership fee, but you can connect with me on that. Uh, we're building a chapter out here. Um, but come talk to me. It's an awesome network. It gets you all over the nation. And if you want to get involved in your community, it's a great step. It provides a lot of guidelines to starting organizations within your community. Uh-huh. That's very cool. And so some of the things you do with them, you're doing radio shows and. Uh, yeah, I host uh, two of their radio shows. Yeah. I host the Sunday and Monday broadcast of their radio shows. Uh, that's uh, the Underground Power Hour with Deb uh, C's L1, Titan the Poet, and myself. And then on Monday, we kind of have a rotating cast. So if I forget somebody, I apologize. For a lot of new people. <laughs> uh, we got myself as the lead host on that. Miss um, Sublime Sunshine, Miss Solitude, Mouth Music, uh, Marlo the Poet, and then uh, Purple. I can't remember her actual name. She's brand new, though. I apologize. Um, and, um, and then other than that, we, we have shows every night of the week. So you can always call into that. But we really get involved in schools. We do a lot of workshops. Uh, our new anthology is going to be taught as a curriculum at East West University up in Chicago. Awesome. So that'll be the third school that I'm being actively taught at. Uh-huh. How did you connect with the schools? Like, I know that on schools, there's so much pressure about this has to happen, this has to happen, this has to happen. So often, even great offers, they're like, oh, we just don't have a, a way to make that time. How did, how did it happen? Um, Honestly, the education at uh, Washburn and then Black Ice's efforts up in Chicago. Uh, Washburn really taught me how to deal with bureaucracy and kind of get things moved through paperwork. Um, So we were able to really move that forward. Uh, Terrence Williams out in uh, Kansas City with the UMKC program. Um, They're going to be doing a local poetry thing. A whole bunch of us recorded for that. So I'm being taught at UMKC and then up at East West University. And then I'll be uh, Highland Park's assistant debate forensics coach this coming season. So some stuff you're doing like in K through 12 kind of schools and some at the university level where your your poetry is being used. Yeah, there's uh, two universities that are being taught in and then one high school that I'll be uh-huh. actively teaching at uh-huh. Well, coaching. But like when you said you've been in 26 districts already. Yeah, um, I've been doing workshops with them, uh, direct performances uh-huh. coming in and actively working with kids in 26 different school districts across uh-huh. the country. That's wild. How are you managing to do that because you're also near graduation with your first college degrees. So how, how is this, what is the life of math? <laughs> um, a lot of caffeine and very, very little sleep. If I'm getting, if I get five hours of sleep a night, that's sleeping into me. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. the bags under my eyes carry my groceries. <laughs> Cause you're going to a real school. It's not like you're in this, lightweight institution where you don't have to do anything to get a degree. Now, this is Washburn School of Business, one of the best uh, non-Ivy League business schools in the country. (laughs) Uh, Full-time student doing all of this, too. And there's some recognition. You were talking about some competition that you just advanced in. Tell us about that. Uh, Yeah, so Washburn's really awesome about um, getting local entrepreneurs started and grounded in Topeka. Um, Go Topeka. um, Glenda Washington is her name. She runs that really awesome involvement. Um, I won the pitch competition in the fall semester 
um, that was for a parking meter idea. I had basically GPS technology using laser occupancy, <laughs> using laser occupancy readers. Um, uh -huh. Ended up winning that. That came with a prize of nine thousand dollars and a trip down to Tampa. Um, I was able to meet a company down there. I can't tell you what company it is. Just okay. legal stuff, but um, they're interested in the technology. If we can get it proprietary, you know, going pretty much. So Washburn wanted to enter us in the international competition uh -huh. for NIBS. Um, collegiate entrepreneur business plan competition where instead of a pitch which it's like a three-minute thing it's like this is the rough idea a business plan is the formalized write out like exactly uh -huh. how you're going to do it and uh, we got notification yesterday that uh freaks me from david price that we are the top in the top three for the wow. finalists of that and there's literally tens of thousands of entries from all over the globe they choose three to go to finals that is awesome so this is a team effort Developing this project? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, Reed Therese and Jake Struber uh, are really awesome guys on it. Um, when Price and the faculty came to me on it, they were like, hey, this is what we want to do. Um, you can have a team if you want. I was like, absolutely. Give me the two best accounting people y'all know. Uh -huh. It's like, I speak pretty. I know what my strength is. <laughs> Give me some people who are really good at math. And I mean, they broke everything out. They did it wonderfully. Um, I mean, we look like some loons at the bottom of the library, just writing everything on whiteboards. If you've never seen a Mavis library on the bottom floor at Washburn, it's literally just whiteboards all the way around. And then there's oh, cubicles awesome. that are made of whiteboard wall. Wow. So, I mean, you look crazy. If you've seen the movie Accountant, we look, we look like that, the window writing scene. I don't know that one, but I've seen other movies where people are writing all these things on it's like. I don't know what they mean, but yeah. Yeah, that was that was us for two months before we handed this in, and it's about to get started again. So that's awesome. So you are the one who can do that public presentation of it because people are like, "Wow!" But you've got it's a team effort with people developing what this product idea is. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And anything that somebody tries to do, it's a team effort. Um, and Jake and Reed have been really awesome, especially. Um, and also the faculty and uh, Connor England, he actually won NIBS a couple of years ago. Washburn's actually been really, really competitive in NIBS. Um, I think we're the third team in five years to make finals. Wow, that's cool. So you've got this business stuff going on, and obviously that informs, it, it puts you in a good position to know when people tell you things that they want to do with your art, whether they're legit or not, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I tell artists all the time, it's like 20% of being an artist is making art. Uh -huh. If you want to be that successful artist, the other 80% of the game is business. Uh -huh. So you have to know what you're talking about. You got to sit down, no contracts, get stuff in writing. Uh -huh. Let Make them show you numbers on stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's just... Um, it's one of those things where, again, Washburn's education has allowed me to do so much because I've had that I don't want to say advantage, but like insight and being able to really be able to market myself based mm -hmm. on like formal education, not just guerrilla marketing, which some artists are really, really great at guerrilla marketing, uh -huh. but I think it takes more in the modern day. You, you do need a little bit of that formalized marketing. Uh -huh. so. so where, where do you see yourself headed when you finish this college degree? I mean, right now you're tied to Washburn and Topeka. Um, you've got a little bit more to finish. What do you, what's, your next step? Um, so like I said a little bit earlier, I signed a, a decade-long contract with CX1 and yeah. E&E to make music professionally. So uh -huh. that's really the game plan there. Um, hopefully I can stay in Topeka. Oh, um, okay. I would love to. Um, you can make music from anywhere. Kansas is right in the middle of the map. So uh -huh. traveling to anywhere, it's you know split in half from uh -huh. anywhere else. Uh -huh. So I'd love to stay in Topeka, get the business started, um, 
you know, at least for a couple of years, get get a grounding here in Topeka, you know, get back to the community that gave me so much mm-hmm. and then, you know, possibly move after that. But mm-hmm. it, Kayla and I have been talking and it's it's probably going to be at least a year before we leave Topeka after graduation. Okay. And then what? What what will you fill those Washburn hours with when you're done with that first set of degrees? Oh, just the way my life's going. Who knows at this point? Yeah. Uh, Music is really starting to pick up. Um, CX1 is doing an awesome job promoting me. Uh, I'm already on Lil Uzi Vert's next project. Um, so that's going to be really cool. Uh, we got my own album, Babylon, coming out. Um, again, available for pre-order. Um, so we're doing a tour in June. It's it's already getting crazy. And I'm just thinking, it's like after the end of the summer, I still got to go back to college for a semester. <laughs> but at this point, who knows? I know I'm going to... Um, Miss um, Michelle Kirk at Highland Park is actually putting in a Rule 10 submission for me to be the assistant debated forensics coach there. So I want to do that at least a season. All right. <laughs> That's a cool thing. I mean, I love the, the thought of you working with kids because I know how important that is for, you know, like when kids find a place to connect and, and get those friendships as well as whatever skills happen through that kind of a of a group effort it's it's a it's so cool it's it's i mean i i think about kids i've known who their experiences whether it's debate forensics theater whatever it's like that has kept them going when life has felt like shit but they have this magic place they get to connect with yeah absolutely and yeah. I, I encourage everyone who you know is either of high school age or has high school age encourage them to get involved with some kind of arts program mm-hmm. um you know, Miss Ray is the most influential teacher I've ever had, but, you know, a very, like, hair-thin second is Miss Cook, the debate and forensics coach at Lansing. Um, uh-huh. I mean, without her teaching me so much about being on stage, how to talk, you know, just articulation and all that, I wouldn't be doing anything that I'm doing now. I literally make every dime that I can account for speaking. <laughs> so she had a massive impact on that. Uh-huh. And so your debate and forensics coach or your theater teacher or, you know, your director can really make that la- lasting lifelong impression yeah. on somebody. It's, it's really awesome that I get to go now back into schools and be like, Hey, I'm really not that much older than you. Right. You know, right. Class of 2014. Like, yeah. I'm not that much. Like you can be doing this. Just, yeah. you know, believe in yourself. And I tell kids all the time, it's like, there's going to be enough people who doubt you. Don't ever be one of them. Yeah. I like that. What got you as a student to do debate forensic stuff? What? How did you end up there? Miss um, Ray, um, the gifted facilitator at Lansing, um, I got placed into that program in third grade, and she just always saw the natural order and really developed that. We did model UN mock policy debates and stuff like that. And she was like, when you go to high school, you're going to love this into it. And I, I fell in love with it instantly. So Interesting. Because... I, it's not something that everybody might even know about. So you, you've been, you've had the good fortune of having really special teachers in your life. Yeah, they were, you know, just those two teachers were amazing. Uh-huh. And, you know, for somebody who was always that, you know, stuck between person, because I played a lot of sports and I was halfway decent at them, you know, at the levels that I play. And then really, really nerdy, you know, writing, play music, all that kind of thing. So uh-huh. somebody stuck in the middle to have those two really awesome teachers, you uh-huh. know, guy you'd be like it's going to be okay all you got to do is get to this step okay it's going to be okay for me this step you got to just get to here uh-huh. and i mean they were absolutely right uh-huh. so that is very cool so tell us about 
music, spoken word, because you're talking about making music, and I think of you as a poet. So tell me about that merger. Um, so yeah, um, when I when I hear people talk about what they hear on radio, like traditional mainstream radio, they always talk, man, they're not saying anything, but you know, all I listen for is the beat, that kind of thing. So I'm like, okay, so there's a disconnect here. People love the instrumentalism style of this. They're just not saying anything. So let's take the amazing content that's found in poetry, write it just a little bit more rhythmically, take out meter, put rhyme in there, like put rhythm in there instead of just meter. And you can apply that to modern instrumentalism. And then you have what I like to call rhythm-assisted poetry or rap music. And that kind of new medley is really starting to pick up some steam, at least from my perspective. Um, and they're, you know, major labels betting on that sound, on content over whatever the hell this mumbling crap is. <laughs> so you will continue to be the writer of the words, the performer of the words. And then are you going to have a certain set of musicians that you will be working with? Um, I'm sure in the future I'm going to be working with specific producers. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely still be writing it. Uh, my manager and the CEO of the label just absolutely love the way that I write and sound like nobody sounds like what you sound like, mm -hmm. you know, completely new concept and things. Mm -hmm. But I would love to still be working with my man, Dub C's out of, uh, well, he's currently in Fort Myers, but he's from Chicago slash Green Bay. Um, so I'd love to keep working with him. He's the guy who made uh, half of the instrumentals for uh, the current album, Babylon, that's going to come out. And then DJ Too Cold out of uh, Topeka actually made the other half. So if I can keep working with my local guys, I would absolutely love to. But I understand as you move, you know, towards more major stuff, you kind of got to play with their rules. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm positive I can keep, you know, a lot of good guys in the mix. I know mm -hmm. Rod DeMoss over at Studio 3 Productions in Kansas City is going to still be the recording studio as long as I'm in Kansas. Which, by the way, if you need a five-star AMR studio, studio3productions.com. <laughs> You're a great team person. I mean, that's it for anybody who sees you in your social media, sees you in real life. You are always about that gratitude for everybody who's part of your, your journey. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's definitely a team effort. And I've really been trying to you know stress that from day one that we don't do any of this alone. We can't. If you did this alone, you'd be in a dark room yelling to a wall. Uh -huh. It's like so. Be grateful for the people who allow you to do everything. Like I don't go anywhere without fans, friends, and family. Uh -huh. Like it, it just doesn't happen. Uh huh. So what what are some of the things that for you in this time are really important messages to tackle in your work? Um, so normalcy is the absence of a difference. I've been saying that for a long time, and this album really stresses that. Um, there's a track on it that I love called Just. It's like, don't tell me that I'm just something, because you're confining me to that. Like, I'm so much more than, you know, just a poet, just a college, uh -huh. and something like that. And it applies universally. And then there's political pieces like perpetuality, where it's just like, I'm not, I'm not hating on my community. I'm just calling out the reality of the situation. Um, and then, you know, the title track Babylon is amazing. It's like, we're so obsessed with sex, drugs, and money that we're completely forgetting our humanity. We're giving it away to follow idolized dreams. And uh -huh. The whole album is really just a, a wake up call. And it's like, this this is not right how we're doing this. You guys are listening to this music, so you're acting this way. You're, you know, perpetuating a culture that's breeding hatred. And mm -hmm. you know, you could change that just just by changing your auditorial diet. And mm -hmm. that's what Babylon is. So hopefully it's a first step towards that mentality of this is 
got to be more community, but we've so individualized ourselves that mm -hmm. we've lost that. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't remember what the situation was, but I remember seeing in recent months uh, a video of you, and and I don't again I don't remember what where you were, but but you were basically calling out white privilege and challenging people to step up, yeah. you know, and and so I, I see that that racism issue as something that you have a unique position because. You are, as you said, pigmentally. I love that challenge that your that your your team is is reminding you of that because I mean that's one of the obvious things is if people see photographs, it's like most of this set of people that I see you connected with are African American, and so here here is this this pale face amongst them, and then you using that as the opportunity to get sometimes people to listen to you that wouldn't listen to somebody else. Um, yeah, I, I, that's uh, the piece I was just talking about, Perpetuality. Uh, that was the Daniel Norwood show um, out in Topeka. She's an awesome person, does a lot with community arts and all that. Um, you can find her podcast at the Daniel, uh, com. I think. It's either that or the radio station out there. But anyway, um, that piece is called Perpetuality, and it is, it's it's the fact that you know you can have a million people marching and they don't change anything. You can have people getting gunned down in parks with orange tip guns, they don't do anything. And it's like, okay, so they're clearly not ever gonna listen to you know the systematically abused. So let's take someone from privilege, you know, just based on my skin color. I do. I have inherent advantages, unfortunately, in this country, mm -hmm. but let's use that. It's like you're not gonna listen to them. So here you go. Uh -huh. It's like maybe you'll listen if you know you're hearing it from somebody who looks like me. Like, I hate to be the guy who has to say it that way, but uh -huh. I mean, they're not listening to anything else. So, uh -huh. yeah, I know I'm sorry to get a little bit heated with no, that. No, that's, that's important. That's one of my issues there. And it's just like, you know, all right, screw it. I'll be that person. Mm -hmm. It's like, if, I'm, if I make you offended, then I challenge the way you thought. Mm -hmm. It's like, then I did my job right in this piece. If, I'm, mm -hmm. if you got offended by it, that means you're going to go talk to people and you're going to get new mindsets brought into you. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I'm asking. Mm -hmm. And if you agree with me, cool, share the video, share the piece, buy the album, show mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. So either way, it has, it's, has, it's having the effect that, you know, I'm asking for with this. It's, you know, a consciousness kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so you're moving into recording as opposed to on the page. Is that right? Or are you um, going to be doing both? Yeah. So I put out uh, Poetry in Motion uh, like two and a half years ago, roughly, uh, through DCS Entertainment and then... Uh, Arnett Studios in Leavenworth recorded the album portion of it. Um, so I put out that book that accompanied the album there. I was going to put out a second book. I won't mention the name on the uh, person who fell through on that. I was going <laughs> to put out a book to accompany Dual Psychosis, but uh, that ended up happening. So I just released Dual Psychosis. But I am featured in the uh, POET anthology book. Um, that's, again, distributed globally. You can find that at iampoet.org. And that has a great artist from all over the, literally all over the world, like uh -huh. Ghana, Africa, Britain's on it, all over America. So uh -huh. I was featured in that. But as far as specific Matt Spezia books, uh -huh. um, probably not. I'm probably just going to be doing album material. Okay. Well, talk about that from your artist business dual persona, because for me, that's a challenge. Like, okay, so do, do I have some technology that I'm going to stick a CD into? Am I going to go to the Apple store and buy it to download? You know, 
I, I am old school enough that I, I love the slowness of being able to see the words on the page because I don't get them all when you are performing. You know what I mean? Like, I, you know, it's just, that's just being honest. <laughs> Um, and that's why I do like to have uh, some work featured in books. Uh, like the POET anthology, I think, is going to be something I'm going to want to continue to be a part of. Uh, I was uh -huh. in the fifth volume, Etched in Stone, and they do it every year. We're already working on the sixth one. It doesn't have a name yet, but they're already working on the sixth one. So that's definitely something I think I'll continue to be a part of and, you know, find the three or four most popular pieces from the year and have it published in that. Uh -huh. How do people find that anthology? Uh, Iampoet.org. So they can buy it through that website? Yeah, there's a link to that. You can connect to any of your area poet members. Um, it'll ask you for an email. and where just It won't ask you for the address, but it might ask you for um, the area code if you're trying to sign up. It'll be like, oh, here's your nearest poet member. You can connect with them and get the anthology. So people buy it, like so people would buy through you? Yeah, they can they buy it directly through me or to... on iampoet.org. Okay. So I got a couple boxes of them sitting in my uh, house right now. But yeah. it's, a, it's a really awesome book. It's honestly, um, probably, I don't know, six seven inches so it's thick <laughs> <laughs> it's not just a book it's a thick book <laughs> yeah and it's only like 20 bucks too it's uh -huh. not even that expensive for uh -huh. how like it's a dense book uh -huh. oh, that's really cool I, I think you know i i often am telling on the radio on the podcast you know buy the books i mean it's like we need to support the art you know buy the cd you know, you and I have talked about, yeah, I, I pre-ordered the CD. People can do that. And it's going to be coming out in June, late June, right? Uh, yeah. So if you pre-order it, you'll get it a day early from the release date, June 25th. We're also releasing uh, two singles and a video we're going to shoot down in Atlanta. If you pre-order that uh, the album, you get a day early access to those as well. Mm -hmm. So um, it's available right now on mattspeziamusic.com, S-P-E-Z as in zebra. IA mattspeziamusic.com mm -hmm. it's a uh, 14.99 plus shipping um, and on June 25th if you prefer the digital option it's going to be available in 600 stores mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. wherever you prefer to buy music from uh-huh very cool and I always say buy it as close to the source as you can yeah you know? absolutely buy it from the website <laughs> um, we will have uh, digital download on the website at the date of release. Uh, uh -huh. The pre-order is album, so we're trying to do something special for it. Um, if uh -huh. we can get the numbers for it, we're going to be putting something special with it. Uh huh. Very cool. How are people learning about it? I'm sorry. How are people learning about that this album coming out? Um, so not only uh, word of mouth, a lot of people are excited about it, being familiar with my previous work. Uh, yeah. The community response for it's been awesome already. Um, just organically alone, I'm about to hit three digits in less uh -huh. than a month of sales on that uh -huh. uh, unit-wide. So that's really awesome. Um, but their marketing channels, they got a uh, DJ team of 2,000 different DJs consistently spinning it. Uh, it's going to be distributed in over 600 stores. There's a 20,000-person street team associated with them. Uh -huh. So awesome. this is a really major label betting yeah. on consciousness and the more poetic-sounding uh, hip-hop. So I have to ask you, I am a huge fan of Maria Vasquez Boyd, who has the Art Speak Radio Hour on KKFI Kansas City's uh, Yeah, I did that um, oh, about a year and a half ago. You need it. to do again. Tell her you've got this album and you'd right, love to hear that. My manager would be happy. Maria is awesome. She yes, is awesome. I remember awesome. doing that show. It's really cool. They yeah. Got a, they got a really nice setup. Um, do Garrett and uh, Topher still do their show with them? <laughs> 
I think that's intermittent. I okay. think, as you may know, Topher and Melody and Francesco welcomed a new baby into their family. So things are more, time is more full than it used to be. Right. <laughs> no, totally, totally can, can understand that. It's like, like baby-free zone over here. I'm not ready. It's like, I love babies. Babies love me. It's when they hit to like, three that is just like mm. <laughs> and i'm just i'm not sure if i'm ready to have like my toe like my niece used to do this when she uh, when i used to live at home with my mom uh, my brother austin was there she used to do she used to grab onto the end of your toe and wake you up and it's like, i'm just not ready for that to happen because the number of times i almost punted that kid in the face <laughs> just instinctively don't mess with my toes i'm sleeping right like, i'm definitely asleep you are Bending a kid in the face. One, one of my favorite with the kids, though, is Francesca. I've always known Topher with Francesca. Topher Anaking, who's a wonderful person and poet here in Lawrence, Kansas. Um, I've always known him to have Francesca with him, you know? And so, as you know, the Word Save Lives event that is on World Suicide Prevention Day in September. Well, the first time we did that, I had some friends who loaned us some sound equipment including mics and mic covers. And so I have to return this mic to my friend, Larry Carter. And it's like, I feel really awkward telling you this. I need to do something because Francesca bit your mic cover. (laughs) (laughs) Not what usually happens at performances, I guess. That's just bless everybody who be having it. We go away. So you have to zoom out of here. We're going to be a little shorter than usual. We have eight minutes left. I want to say to you, what what do you want to share with our listeners? I don't want you to go, oh, you didn't tell me we're almost out of time. Again, y'all, it is a team effort. Thank you for, again, having me here. Um, I really love coming out here. Lawrence is a beautiful city, so whenever I get to interact with it, uh-huh. especially people who've been supporting for so very long, not only do you support me, but you support all your arts in the community. So I love that. You know, you're one of the real ones in the community, Thank so you. I hope everybody appreciates you Thank as much you. as I do. And uh, go to the website, mattsfuturemusic.com. You can order it right now. Yeah. How about another piece from you? Uh, absolutely. And since we're on a more poetry one, let me pull up my letter that I actually read at the Capitol building since you made mention of it. Yeah. Which I don't get the opportunity to perform this as much as I used to be able to perform my poetry because I'm doing more traditional concerts. So this is exciting. This is called Dear America. Dear America, you've never been great only gilded. We placed faith in the constitution of men who saw pigment as a reason for three-fifths placement demanding representation while giving a fraction to some and none to most. The birthplace of the telephone, but never answering when true freedom rings. See, we are greedy people who can be fooled by gold, witness our pie-right badges. Placed on police who have a license to kill with no repercussions. While the bullet can't discriminate, the trigger puller can. Dear America, 
You've somehow convinced us that party lines outweigh clear thinking. You've ignored and exploited the people, yet still claim that you're listening while voting and passing bills that are abolishing our opportunity and giving more and more to the already ridiculously wealthy. Please explain how this is helping. Why do you vote raises for yourselves greater than the gains of your state? How is this equitable or even equal? Yes, one is not the other. Dear America, how did we allow logical fallacy to devolve our debates, constantly setting up with gross exaggeration, then tearing down with predicted rhetoric? Let's redirect. That's called straw manning, and even he got a brain, so I suggest we get one. Dear America. Why is the legal heroin you call opioids an epidemic and treated as a medical problem? But only a few decades ago, crack was a criminal issue? Dear America, why is a plant that can only kill you if you're allergic or a very large amount falls on you illegal when if it had another name and was found on a corporate-funded research trip would be called a modern medical miracle? Dear America, how is it possible that you're the land of the free with more prison construction than urban investing? And why do the penitentiaries fill faster than after-school programs? And why do you specifically target races when arresting? Are you running from something, dear America? I need you to explain why the children have to bang buckets and projects to be hurt, but are ignored with hands raised at the school with chalk and when face-to-face -face with a Glock and 16 shots. We are united by our colors. Red, white, and blue. We are united by our colors. Black, brown, and white. We are divided by our choices, right or left. And we are left as the victims of a great amnesia and the perpetuators of a stunning system. We live in those prisons. Most just can see the bars. So I'm asking you, wake up. Grasp the beams of your cage and rattle them. Rattle them hard. And that's that piece. That's beautiful, Matt. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. So listeners, you have been listening to Talk With Me with Matt, S-P-E-Z-I-A. You can follow him on Twitter or Instagram at Matt Spezia, S-P-E-Z-I-A, 913. Do it. You want to know where this man is headed. He is doing such wonderful things. Be a part of it. Support local art where you can. Support national art where you can. Support art. It helps our humanity. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Marsh. And thank you, Daniel Smith, for producing the show. Listeners, I know you enjoyed this. Um, Look forward to having you listen again. So long.